Welcome to another episode of the Jones on the Ground podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jones, and it'll just be me tonight. <laughs> we'll be dealing with the sports topics and um, maybe a few run-of-the-mill things we're going to be posting on social media. First up, we'd like to congratulate the Golden State Warriors uh, for championships in eight years. We're, we're not going to say the job that Boston did was bad. I had to look at it like Boston played a lot of basketball. Steph Curry really made sure that he put his mark on the games that uh, he could put his mark on. He had one really bad game and his team still won. I think defense really won this championship on the Golden State side. They turned Boston over a whole lot. A lot of people were killing Justin Tatum. Saying that uh, he could have, you know, ascended to the role of superstar and maybe he wasn't ready for that. But I just think that considering the role that Boston took through the playoffs that they had to beat, uh, uh, they had to beat Kevin Durant in the New Jersey or Brooklyn Nets. They had to beat um, Milwaukee. That was not an easy challenge. That was a seven-game series. Then they had to beat a very game Miami Heat squad. And there was another seven-game series where Jimmy Butler almost took them (laughs) to the brink. And when you look at how much basketball that Boston had to play and the Warriors not having gone seven games in none of that series, I think they were a little fresher. And the Warriors really did have shock troopers coming off the bench, especially when... Gary Payton Jr. could get healthy. Andre Iguodala played minutes. Uh, Andrew Wiggins really, you know, played his role. Um, Clay didn't give you much, but Clay gave you enough a few games where you had to keep out on Clay to make sure that he wasn't doing this. Boston had to stop so many people uh, when it came to the Warriors that. When their role players started coming in, when Jordan Poole started making shots, Otto Porter, these guys that Golden State has, and you got to remember, Golden State didn't play any of their rookies almost. Kaminga, uh, Moody, uh, Wiseman was still hurt. They didn't even play him. And so you, you look at Golden State having a, yeah, they got a veteran court, but they got some young shock troopers that will be coming in in the next couple of years. That'll be taking rotation roles. They'll be playing more minutes. And we're not even talking about the rotation players they have now as far as Looney, who grabbed every rebound that he could. And, um, you know, a couple other guys that really, really filled out the roster this year. <clears throat> Give Steph Curry his due. I know he's been going through a lot of criticism as far as, like, his performance in the playoffs. I know... Um, the 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 role or the, the series that they had with Memphis was, was a really tough one where both teams are playing really physical. I know John Morant got hurt and people are saying, what if John Morant didn't get hurt? But that's something that somebody has to sit John Morant down to tell him that maybe he needs to adjust his game a little bit. Because it's good when you're a young player, second, third year in the league, you're dunking on everybody, you're playing with this reckless abandon. But ask Derrick Rose, ask Brandon Roy what that did to him. You know, it shortened their careers up. And, you know, when you're sitting years out with knee surgeries and hurt knees and stuff, 
you really learn how to, hey, there's a way that you can play this game where you're not getting bumped around so hard and hitting the floor very often. I think maybe if you look at Dwayne Wade's style of game, then maybe he was one of the exceptions to the rule. But you really don't want to be coming in the lane like he does. You really want to learn how to mitigate some of that damage you're doing to yourself because I know it was hard for him having a knee injury because he was hurt almost the whole year. But then when you're sitting off in the playoffs while your team is getting ran off the floor by Golden State in the third quarter, it's not really doing them really good. And then all the chatter on the social media is not his, you know, I know we, we talk about the players having a situation, but all the social media ch- chatter is going to wind up getting somebody hurt for real in the game. Because <laughs> I know we like the build up and the hype and all that other stuff, but man, let's sometimes you have to let people be great. You know, everybody trying to put Steph Curry in the top five list, trying to say he's the GOAT now, or I say he's better than LeBron James. Please stop that. <laughs> then we also have the hot stove NBA offseason. NBA draft coming through tomorrow night, and then we have uh, all the speculation on Russell Westbrook being traded. Um, is Kyrie coming to Los Angeles? And I'll be the first one to say that as a Laker fan, I'm good on Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I don't think he would really help the situation. You need superstars that are going to be available. You need players that's going to play. And Kyrie Irving famously last year set out a bunch of games because he didn't really care about playing and he didn't really want to be vaccinated. And in the playoffs, you know, with him being fully healthy and rested and them playing home games, what did Kyrie give you in the playoffs? I mean, did they win a game? And the answer is no. And yeah, they had some injuries and stuff too, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie can't do it. So what makes you think that LeBron James and Kyrie going to do it in Los Angeles? The, the thing that Los Angeles needs is a healthy Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is healthy, they're a championship contender. Anthony Davis is not healthy, then they don't even get in the playoffs. So, I think all the speculation about Kyrie Irving, all the what the Lakers need to do, what they should or shouldn't do. Um, yeah, I don't trip off them trading Russell Westbrook because it didn't work. But, Everything else, hey, it's okay. If you hear some noises in the background, it's just me. My cats are acting a complete fool. And like I said, we do this unedited. <laughs> we do this off the rip. And we're not, if we say um, it's okay. We make mistakes. Moving forward, uh, Tom Brady's coming back. Uh, Rob Gronkowski uh, re- retired again. We'll see how that situation plays out. The Bucks made the number two team in the power rankings, or I don't understand that when they just they just lost to the Rams last year. <laughs> I understand Buffalo being number one because you know Von Miller and stuff, but the Rams are still they just won the championship. Man, we need to give people. I think. We need to give the the teams they respect, man. 
if a team got to the top of the hill, they made it to the championship. They got a whole ring. And then the first thing we do is, oh, they ain't going to do it next year. Man, give these people that respect. Put some respect on the Los Angeles Rams. They did their thing. They took care of business. They should be, you know, ahead of the Bucks, ahead of the Tampa Bay Bucks in any uh, power rankings. Them talking about Tom Brady and stuff like that. They had Tom Brady last year. What did it get you? Absolutely nothing. Shout out to uh, Antonio Brown. We don't know where he's going to play. And at this stage, it don't matter. <laughs> so, another thing we're going to talk about in the football offseason. Deshaun Watson had all the situation going on. They don't even know if this dude is going to be able to play this season. And he still signed, what, a $240 million guaranteed contract? And I think it's saying that Cleveland said they did their research. I don't think they did their research on how their female fans would feel about the situation when they signed Deshaun Watson. And I'm not saying because, of course, imagine getting any criminal cases out of the situation. And, you know... We want to let the due diligence play out on this stuff, but I think the NFL wants to tell you that it wants to cater to all its fans, that it cares about women, it cares about minorities. But more often than not, with Callan Kaepernick still being out there, not being on the team, with uh, all the stuff that's going on, the NFL players, <clears throat> the NFL, the, the team owners, show you they vote with their money and their money states that they don't care about these women and the situations that these players get into because they keep signing these guys especially when you sign a guy to the biggest guaranteed contract ever while he's going through while he's going in and out of court with these women you know that's that's you know I don't see how we can look at that any other way and I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson Shouldn't get his money. The man played good. He's a good quarterback. He really did a lot with Houston. Um, but that was standing, you know, we got to look at that situation. Like, Cleveland really just spent all this money on a dude that they might not even see out here for a long time. And they still haven't traded or, or cut Baker Mayfield. What are they waiting on with that? You know, um, I, I hate to be him right now because it's like they re-upped you for a whole year just to get some draft picks off of you. But <laughs> it is what it is. Um, in other news, in other sports news, we had uh, the Indiana Pacers and Charlotte Hornets looking to get Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook would be a really good fit for a team in the Eastern Conference. He can get them in the bottom of the playoff brackets. I think that he could work with Charlotte because, once again, they're in the East. They're in a division that's wide open. Um, they could do a lot of damage there. Um, I think his play style, if you got a couple of good hungry young players around him that's going to play defense and with him running the break, especially with Melo and a couple of young forwards they have there. I think Charlotte would be a good fit for him. I think the issue they have with Russell, he doesn't fit with the Lakers because he needs the ball in his hands. And we can say, oh, well, LaMelo Ball needs the ball in his hands too. 
Not necessarily, you know. And then maybe he can, you know, I don't know. Because <laughs> you look at it, both both players could have high usage. Both players, you know, get a lot of their triple-double threat every game. How would they fit on the same team? But I just think, I don't know how, but I just think that they'd be in the playoffs with Russell Westbrook. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's one ball, but I think with Mellow Ball's questionable, um, with him being hurt sometimes and not being healthy all the time, yeah, you want to have somebody at the, you know, you want to have somebody that's out there game in, game out, who's 82 games deep and don't miss a lot of time. So that's, I think the young Hornets could use a Russell Westbrook. And just take them off the Lakers. Just <laughs> how they do it. Just get them off the Lakers. <laughs> Either which way. Oh, man. We're going we gonna to wrap this up in a minute. I do want to get into a little bit of the uh, Golden State Warriors uh, victory parade. Um, to the league. And uh, the situation with Draymond. Y'all had this coming. When the Warriors were the worst team in the whole league, Draymond was getting their fights. People was running their mouths. When the Warriors didn't have nobody, when Clay and, and Steph was hurt and, and, and their draft pick went down and stuff like that, teams were literally blowing their brains out by 40 points a game. The, we, they had the worst record in the league. I was like, Ugh. it was ugly to watch. And the very next year, they was getting bounced out of the playoff, playing tournament by the Lakers and then by the Memphis Grizzlies. So they had beef with Memphis this year because, hey, we remember last year, y'all knocked us out of here. I remember that game in the Staples Center where LeBron hit that three in Steph's face. And that is a very tough thing to come back from. So when they got this parade on, when they got this parade, you knew this was going to be classic. It was people getting ran over. Clay Thompson is... <laughs> Clay Thompson was living his best life. Draymond Green is is probably still doing his own podcast about how nobody believed in him. And they deserved it. You know, they deserved to have that moment in the sun because look at where they came from. Look at how they, what they had to overcome to get to this point. So... You know, hell to the victor, man. To the victor go the spoils, man. Let them let them be great. And then you have a team that's, once again, they're geared to win again. You know, they have a lot of young talent. They didn't have to give up a bunch of draft picks to get where they was at. Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole. If, if he keep improving... What y'all going to do? What is the league going to do if Jordan Poole keeps getting better? If he learned how to play any kind of defense, if he learned how to just just get right with just holding on to the ball in the and not doing just a little crazy things that he do with turning the ball over a couple of times a game, if he just learned how to get a good head on the shoulder and get better, what are y'all, what is the league going to do if Jordan Poole wind up coming through man that shout out to them man I know I, I'm a Lakers fan and you know feel like the Lakers don't have no hope <laughs> they hope is Anthony Davis being healthy but the Warriors when I say team between them and the Phoenix Suns the Warriors have a complete team when, 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 when Wiseman comes back they're going to have a big dude that can 
they can score, they can, you know, pretty much handle, they're going to have a skill big. And Kaminga, he can shoot threes and play defense. And Moody, he can shoot. If Moody come through, that'd be cool. But they don't really need him to come through yet because Jordan Poole's still here. Steph's still there. Clay's still here. Andrew Wiggins is still out there. So, I mean, they got horses. So we ain't even talking about Otto Porter and uh, Gary Payton Jr. playing defense on cats. So, man, shout out to the Warriors. They they really look really good. I, I want to thank a few people for, um, like I said, <clears throat> it's been a lot going on. I know wifey is not feeling good. So keep her lifted up in prayers. I know it's a lot of stuff going on out in the world. I think somebody shot up another church. And, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on politically. And I just want to ask and everybody take a minute out and just pray for peace. You know, it's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And who knows what tomorrow may bring. You know, gas prices getting high. Food prices getting high. And, you know... I'm running my AC to death, so I know my electric bill is going to be high. <laughs> so, you know, so a lot of people are going through it. But in the midst of all this turmoil and financial situations, financial uncertainty, economic uncertainty, I'm just asking that we all take a minute out and just pray for peace, man. Take care of yourself, you know. Do what you can to get better, you know. Take a minute out and... Don't let the pressures and stresses of this world drive you over the edge, you know, to where stuff starts going down, you know, mentally, you know, and spiritually in that case, you know. I would say that we keep everyone lifted up in prayer. You know, a lot of people are working hard two or three jobs just to get by. A lot of people door dashing eight, nine hours a day just to get by. So, you know, really just take time out, get a breather. You know, maybe, you know, <laughs> go to a beach, you know, or something, or get a, get that space, you know, sit in the bathtub and listen to some music, man, some old Marvin Gaye or something, but just take that time out for yourself and, and pray for peace, man. Let's just pray for peace for everybody that whoever needs it, they get peace, and with that, just like to thank everyone for listening. Thank for everybody for supporting us. Our new listeners, I know it's been a minute. That's why I'm doing it on my own. <laughs> so we're making sure that we keep working harder. We're going to try to get a couple of things going with YouTube-wise. And, you know, we're supporting the FG free, FGC people on uh, Twitter and just trying to be more active on there. Uh, so see us at Mighty0221 and Easy Peasy on Twitter as well. She's... We're trying to grow our little following too. But once again, this has been another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. Thank everyone for listening. And we'll see you again next time. <laughs>